And now, making their way into the arena, hailing from the great pro wrestling state of Massachusetts, they are the hosts of the Top of the Cage podcast. Here are Bill and Juice. And as always, thank you again to Rich Palladino for a lovely introduction of us because I am the super producer. I am Bill and I am joined as always by my tag team partner, my wrestling confidant. He is the future booking genius and the prince of pro wrestling podcasts. He is Justin Juice Cannon. Boom. Boom, baby. Juice, I know you're our resident Las Vegas man, so I'll, I'll let you take it away in introducing our guest tonight. Yeah, so tonight we had uh, Jenny Santana, who is a recent new student of wrestling and also the general manager of ultimate woman of wrestling and new promotion all woman promotion that will be based out of las vegas and their first show is may 21st a week before double or nothing which is also in las vegas so the end of vegas is good the end of the end of vegas the end of may is good time for wrestling not the end of vegas don't worry everyone that's from vegas vegas is fine it's not ending the end of May. <laughs> Sorry, Vegas is nowhere near water, so it's not like they're going to be underwater anytime soon. We have a lake that's like, you know, depleted. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's probably a man made lake at that point, right? Yeah, I think <laughs> it's like barely ever rains. But I'm very excited for everybody to hear our interview with Jenny tonight. One of the things that I took out of it is just how genuine and hardworking she is. I mean, to, to be a brown belt and, and BJJ and jiu-jitsu, it's, it's just something that seems like it's a really hard thing to do. I mean, the amount of discipline, the amount of training, the amount of time and effort that gets put into that. And then on top of that, she's a wrestling student trainee. She's becoming the general manager of UWW, and she has all these other business ventures that she has going on as well. I mean, like quite the busy woman, but I mean, I after our interview today if there's anybody that can accomplish those things i think it's jenny yeah and and she's a mother on top of that like that's just damn like she works her ass off and it kind of inspires me to be less lazy because i'm <laughs> like what's like she's like she's doing like 10 billion awesome things working her ass off and i'm just <laughs> hey listen you are the prince of pro wrestling podcast and the future booking genius all right that's Nobody true. can ever take that away from you. Very true, very true. But uh, we do not want to hold you back from this interview any longer. So ladies and gentlemen, Jenny Santana. Hello, Top of the Cage listeners. I am Juice, always joined by Bill. And this week we got a special guest once again is Jenny Santana, and she is the new general manager of the new Ultimate Woman of Wrestling promotion that will debut May 21st in the Sahara Casino Event Center, which is going to be an awesome show. It's full of some of the best women wrestling talent in the industry, and you got 
Jenny leading leading the uh, leading the locker room, and you got uh, Shao Guerrero on commentary, and uh, probably a lot more great surprises and women associated with that promotion as well. Before we get into UWW, we just want to get a little background from you. Uh, how did you get into wrestling? I know it's only been a few years that you really got into uh, the wrestling life. Yeah, it's actually only been a few months, not years yet. Uh, I did an interview with Han- the Hannibal TV, and he had asked me, and it was he was going to interview me because I won Worlds in Jiu-Jitsu. And so then during the podcast, he had asked me if I ever had wrestled or thought about wrestling. And I mean, like, fooled around with it as a kid, but not, like, trained or anything professionally. And so I was like, no, but uh, I would be willing to do it. And so he kind of set something up, and that's how it all started. Like, I got set up with a trainer, and then I was able to get a a match with World Class and it's been going great ever since then. Like my trainer is Simbodi. I'm learning so much. I did a show, a student show at FSW. And so I'm looking forward to doing a lot more wrestling matches, getting in the ring. Uh, it's been an easy, tra- not an easy transition, but it's been a smooth transition, I guess, from jujitsu to that, as opposed to not having any martial arts background or, or fighting backgrounds. Where are some of the fi- similarities in the style that really makes it easy transition? Uh, so I guess the biggest one is Sin is always saying like, this is, think of it as like, you're in a fight. So got it. Like in jujitsu, like the bell rings and you're in a fight, like you're trying to break someone's arm, you're trying to submit someone. And in pro wrestling, you have to think about it as a fight. Like you want to come out on top. You want to be the one that's dominant. You want to dominate the fight. You want to win the fight. And that's probably the biggest similarity. But at the same time, that's also a huge difference because in jujitsu you're trying to break someone's arm and submit someone and in pro wrestling you do not want to kill your opponent <laughs> so i can imagine it must be tough to have the restraint when you've been taught for a while not to restrain at all yeah sometimes and sometimes you'll like take a hit that's like harder than you you know what i mean and oh that'll wake you up and you are like ready to go and so it's like the the flip the switch gets flipped and then I mean, yeah, it's harder to not uh, come all at it, like go all out, but it's all a work in progress. Jiu-Jitsu style, does that translate to some of the moves you're using in the ring? Yeah, it definitely translates. Uh, my match at FSW, I did a finishing move, which was like an armbar type deal, the Santana lock, and that was uh, super similar to an armbar. It was a little bit different, like a little bit different spin on it, but definitely submissions. Like I think that I will probably do more submissions to win than big moves if I had to guess, just because of my style. I'm definitely more comfortable on the ground than jumping and flying around. So I think that's going to translate. It definitely sounds like it does. I mean, I know we've had a few former um, podcast guests that have been trainees of jujitsu. I know one one big thing about it is is discipline. And I know kind of in, in professional wrestling, it's a lot of doing the progressions, making sure you're protecting your opponent. So does the discipline that you've been learning through uh, jujitsu kind of translate to your in-ring training as well? Oh, a hundred percent. The discipline mentally and physically, I think both like physically, you obviously want to be in good shape. 
physically for jujitsu, like you have to make weight. So like you have to maintain a healthy, like body size, at least like within a few pounds, you know? And, and when I first started jujitsu, like I went through times where I missed weight, I, uh, I missed weight. And then I think like a month later, I went up a weight class and missed weight again. Like it was, it was a hot mess until, until you get that down. And I mean, I guess it's a learning experience and not having the mental discipline that you need yet. I just was, I don't know. I don't know where my head was at, but definitely mentally like jujitsu puts you in a place where you need to learn to be uncomfortable or comfortable in an uncomfortable position. And I think with pro wrestling, that's exactly what you need to do. Like you're in a fight, but then there's also people cheering or booing you, you know? And so like just that mental aspect of having the audience watch you and being in front of a crowd while you're doing something this physical, definitely the jujitsu has helped stabilize my mind, even with like nerves going out. I remember the first time I did a jujitsu competition, even now some days when I sign up for them, like my, I'll get the adrenaline rush, like signing up for it. And so just being able to control that with like breathing and being more comfortable, it's definitely helped, uh, I think, with with the pro wrestling and it'll just continue to help. So I just have a question pertaining like uh, BJJ uh, specifically. How's the belt system, like a uh, rewarding system works? I did like karate when I was a kid. I felt like the belt system was kind of easy. You did? Okay. But like <laughs> BJJ sounds really hard to get like to the black belt level, a lot harder than other like martial arts. Yeah, it, it definitely is because, well, that that's your sensei, like your coach saying that you are black belt level. And so, you know, your coach should not give you a belt that you don't deserve or that you're not ready for, for, for numerous reasons, because you could get hurt, you could hurt someone else. If you go to another school, like say my coach gave me a brown belt and I went to another school and was getting spanked by blue belts, like he does not look good. You know what I mean? And so like, we are like, when we go to other gyms, like we're definitely dominating. Like my coach is Fretzin Pashao. His coach was Osvaldo Alves. And so anyone who knows like the jujitsu community, like that, um, that lineage is just golden wherever you go, you know? So we're not getting belts. Whereas, you know, we're in Las Vegas, we're in the fight capital of the world. So it's basically, you know, you get to train with like, if it was basketball, you're training with Michael Jordan. Like, you know, these are people who know their stuff. They're like legends in the sport. And so it's definitely, it's definitely hard to get. You have to commit to it. There's, there's always going to be a difference of coaches. So some coaches will do belt tests where they will give you a test. It was similar to karate because I did karate when I was in high school. And so you have to know certain moves. You have to be able to use certain moves. You need to do like certain passes and things that you use as a go-to. You need to learn those things and the names of those things. Other coaches will look at you in the gym and they will see your consistency in the gym and they will award you belts or stripes based on that. Other coaches will want to see you compete so that they can see, yes, you know all this stuff, but can it translate to when someone isn't just being your training dummy, you're actually in a live situation and you can still maintain to get those positions. So jujitsu belts, you will start as a white belt and then you get a blue belt. The next belt after that is purple, brown, and then black. And so some coaches will do stripes on them. You can get up to four stripes. Um, and then some coaches won't do stripes. They will just pass you right to the next belt. My coach actually is one of the 
only ones I, I think there's like two others, maybe if that he went straight from purple to black belt. So he didn't even, he just surpassed brown belt. I see. I can't even imagine that. Like I, I'll be honest and like for any of our listeners out there that I just completely break something down for them. I've never even been in a fight before. Like I've never seen a fist come anywhere close flying to my face. Uh, so like, I, I can't even imagine just the amount of discipline and, and just like mental fortitude that you need for something like that. And when you're not used to it, even just the closeness of the training of it takes a lot of getting used to like, uh, when we have people come in who are new and like jujitsu is such an up close in your face sport like you are mounting them you're trying to use your hip pressure and so it is it is very uncomfortable for people who've tried it for the first time and so either they love it or it's just not for them you know yeah I definitely heard that and also I've heard like if you're a amateur wrestler don't go expecting like uh, it, it's a it can be a tough transition too like my buddy was a really good high school wrestler and he did BJJ just probably a year ago. He started trying to do something fun and exercise. And um, he was like, yeah, it's a lot of things that they teach you in wrestling that in BJJ they try to, like, get out of you. I can't think of, like, specific examples. They're like, yeah, get out of that habit. Don't do that in BJJ or you'll get submitted real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's because you don't learn. Like, in wrestling, you're not worried about, you know, some submissions. You just want to get flat on your back, right? So, like you you don't mind like reaching arms and stuff like that like you give someone an arm extended in bjj like you're gonna get it broken off pretty much so and like with wrestling like if i uh you know you could be on your back flat on your back and and still not lose the match you know like i i work really well off my back so i will pull guard sometimes and i will get triangles a lot off the ground like off my back and so in wrestling like that's probably a wrestler's nightmare to to be on their back whereas someone in jujitsu probably could be really comfortable on their back but also like wrestlers if i could learn to shoot like a wrestler that would that would be amazing (laughs) so the takedown definitely is is a huge a huge benefit you can you can always tell when someone comes in with with wrestling experience either high school or you know collegiate or even you know if they're younger just the the way they move and the way they take uh takedowns and shots like it's it's definitely instilled in them which is a really good benefit to jujitsu i can definitely see that give you just some like mma like you see the guys that obviously you can just tell like how they their takedown defense and takedown that they did amateur wrestling like even stuff people like that or like john jones i mean you can look at some of the top guys in mma and one thing they have in common is they have you know that wrestling background it's hard it's hard to compete with that if they don't have it it's not impossible but like a lot of them at the top will have the wrestling the wrestling background and now we'll get back to uh, wrestling and we'll finally get to talk about UWW, Ultimate Woman Wrestling. How did, how did it come about you being the appointed the general manager of this new promotion? So, um, well, my business partners and they had reached out to see if I wanted to be a part of this organization and just hearing about it, I was so excited. It, it's an all women's organization we, we have so many different women who are part, are a part of it. There's, I think there's like seven languages represented, you know, all shapes and sizes, ethnicities of women. There's, but the one thing they all have in common is they're all beautiful. They're all athletic. 
they are all, you know, doing great things in pro wrestling. So you would not be disappointed when you see this show. And so they had asked me, you know, if, if I wanted to, if I wanted that position as general manager. And I thought, that, I mean, that's, yes. I was like, yes. I, I was like, let me think about it for a second. But then it, it was like a, a no brainer. Like it, it's a perfect position for me. Uh, eventually, you know, maybe, maybe I'll be in the ring eventually. We'll see. We'll see how it goes if I need to straighten anyone out. But as for right now, I think this is an awesome opportunity for me while I still, you know, train and, and do other promotions and get, get my feet wet in the ring and stuff like that. And then once you're a little more experienced in the ring and someone talks back to you in UWW and you just teach them a lesson. Yeah, but if I need to, like if I need to do it now, I can get it done. But <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of the women in that company know your background. And I'm sure that messing with you is probably not going to be the first thing on their list. I would hope so. Right. I mean, but these girls like I at the same time, like I'm also really new to pro wrestling. Like I've I've only been in the ring a few times. I've only been training a few months. And so it will be very interesting to see. So I am super excited for the first show for sure. Me too. And some, some of the people on the roster have similar backgrounds too. Like uh, Zeta Zhang is a martial artist and a former MMA fighter. So, you know. I believe too trained in MMA. We had a conversation about that when I, when I was able to meet her. So there are a few girls who definitely have some training outside of the wrestling ring for uh, where fighting is concerned at least. So uh, besides the main event, what other matches on the debut show are you excited for personally? So I think I'm excited for the Christy Jane Santana Garrett match only because like they're both have like the Wonder Woman persona. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, I don't know how similar they are in the ring, but it it seems like it's going to be a really good matchup for those two to get together. And they'll put on a great, a great performance, a great show. That's definitely a good choice and definitely a match I'm excited for. I've, I've been a big fan of Santana Garrett for a while. And I'm not as familiar with Jane's, but uh, I do know who that is. And I'm excited <laughs> to see what she can do. Yeah. Which one are you guys excited for out of all of them? Other than the main event, probably the Renegade Twins match. I've never seen the Renegade Twins before. But other than when they appeared, appeared on uh, AEW other night. I'd never seen them in person before. So I'm excited to see them like wrestling in person. That's the only tag match of the night too, right? Yeah, I believe, I believe it is. Um, I actually met them at WrestleCon and I don't know if they, uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to them too much, but I don't know if they have a background in MMA, but the way they carried themselves, I would have guessed that they did. And so I was definitely like, I didn't even recognize them. For UWW, I just had recognized someone like I wanted to talk to because I was like, oh, they're probably, they probably do martial arts just by the way they carry themselves. And so then I realized it was them and I was able to meet them, which was super cool because I haven't met some of the girls in person yet. So, but I'll be very interested to see them. For some reason, I thought genocide, that that one and Lady Tapa, that is also one that looks like it's going to be incredible. So I'm very excited about that one as well. Yeah, I am too, actually. That's probably the one that I'm most excited for because I saw genocide from one of the announcements and I was like, who is she? I need to check her out. And, yeah. and I just love the look. I love the character. And I mean, everybody who knows me on this podcast knows like I, I love people who just present themselves as like 
not out there, but, you know, have a good character to work with. And she seems like she's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's definitely more than the performance in the ring itself. So to have a good show, like it's got to be great from start to finish. All the characters that are going to come out, you know, everything that's going to happen that night. And then we're going to go into the next show. And so it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. So how often are shows going to be run? So we have a signed contract for three shows. They're going to be... Um, in June and then the next one will be July and then we'll probably redo it and maybe do like twice a month but for right now they're going to be once a month. Are you mainly going to focus uh, in the Las Vegas area? Are you going to travel a little bit? What's the plan there? I think that we'll travel eventually but for right now uh, we've been given an amazing opportunity to you know headline a show on the strip and you know I think we could enjoy that for a little bit before we start traveling <laughs> that's true i mean getting the performance night in this trip and also in the sahara specifically that must be just like exhilarating for people because yeah i mean when you come to vegas like you think of it, you're having a show in vegas where would you want to perform and like on the strip is just like the epitome of where everyone wants to perform right like on the vegas strip and then the room that we're in is just gorgeous like it's got so much history it's it's incredible there's not a bad seat in that place when you walk in it kind of like dips down like a just every there's as soon as you walk in the door you'll be able to have great a great view of the ring so it's an amazing place it's it's so classy and like it, it just it goes so well with our theme and then to top that off, like the Sahara also has the Magic Mike show, which is like a super great compliment to us. So it just all kind of worked out and came together perfectly. The Magic Mike show. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've, I've been to Vegas. Like, I've been to Vegas probably, what, two, two, three years ago at this point. And like, yeah, it's the Magic Mike show is definitely one of those things you see well advertised all over the strip. So it's definitely interesting. Yeah. Um, were there any other venues that you guys considered? Um, there was one other one off the strip, but it wasn't, you know, it didn't really, it wouldn't have housed the wrestling ring very good. And so then we saw this one and it just, it, it was the perfect room. Like you, we walked into the first one and we're like, oh, you know, maybe this could do. Um, and then we walked in Sahara and everything, like you could picture it. It was just fantastic. They have an outside area. So potentially we could do like an outside show uh when it gets a little bit warmer and so just the the potential at sahara for us is is really great definitely excited to see what it looks like because when i first saw it was announced as the sahara and i saw the picture i was like i'm having trouble to be honest thinking of how you gonna put a wrestling show in there but like kind of excited to see what you guys do yeah, it's going to look really good. And the, the seating chart is out. So you can see like where everything is going to get set up. Uh, but it's, yeah. And, you know, my partners have worked really hard on the seating chart to make sure that everything looks good, that everything's at a safe distance and things like that. So as opposed from, you know, the seating being good, it's got to be safe. And so, yeah a work in progress but I also have to say aside from the wrestling that night uh anyone who gets there is also going to get a great musical performance by Nikki Page I don't know if you're familiar with her but she's an amazing artist like her sound is so unique and she's going to do the national anthem her new song that just dropped bunny hop and then an encore song so that's going to be super exciting for us too 
is that all the open up the show? Is it going to be like spaced throughout? Um, I think it's going to be spaced throughout. So she'll definitely kick it off with the national anthem and then uh, it'll, it'll be spaced throughout. Like we'll have an intermission and things like that. That's awesome. I actually, I actually really love the idea of just having a live performance for intermission. Cause I mean, I, I myself am actually based out of Massachusetts. I know Juice is our Las Vegas representative, but I, I feel like with a lot of the Massachusetts, New England area indies, like the intermission's great just for, you know, meeting and greeting wrestlers. But like at the same time, I feel like there always could have been more, you know, going on with yeah. intermission. So it's really cool that you guys thought of something like that. Yeah. So we will knock out entertainment from start to finish. <laughs> <laughs> So you talked a little bit about, um, you know, working with business partners for uh, UWW, but um, can you talk a little bit about how the actual formation of UWW itself came about? Um, the formation of UWW, there, there was uh, my business partners, they had worked in other organizations and they had always wanted to try like uh, an all women's wrestling. And so it just kind of was like different ideas from different people coming together and they all kind of fit so well together. And then um, I joined the team and it, it's been so great. We have a, uh, a merchandise, uh, he's the girl in charge of merchandise, Stephanie, and one of my business partners, the VP there, Winter. And it, it's just been so great. Like these women who come together and they just have, can build off of each other and their ideas flow great. And, you know, we've just had more ideas and it just seemed to grow and it's coming so fast. Like it's only in less than four weeks and there's so many things that we want to do. And just the, just the fact that the roster has come together so great. Like we have amazing names on this roster. I don't think you'll find another roster with, you know, the potential of these women in one spot. And so we're just super blessed to, I guess I've been in the right place. Me, I feel like I was in the right place at the right time getting connected with these amazing women and their great ideas that now we're getting to, you know, it's, it's happening. That is awesome. And I, I think that one thing that the wrestling world is really lacking right now is kind of that representation of women. And I know we've been seeing it kind of with Maria Canellis. You know, it, it's just so great to see just all the representation all throughout. And, you know, I, I think at least from a promotional side and everything you guys have been doing right now, it's definitely a really exciting promotion. You can definitely tell, especially with social media interaction, there's a lot of buzz that you guys are generating right now. And that's that's just awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of high energy. Uh, we've come out with like gear. Uh, there's our, our store that's come out. So, you know, that's doing well. People can buy t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts. There's like tumblers, uh, posters, all, ki all kinds of stuff that people can rock the UWW represent and help support us. So please check it out. Uh, and we're just happy to, to be a part of this fun build and like high energy show that's happening so we're getting getting to the close but before we get to our final question we got a second last question uh last one about uww are there any plans for titles in the near future like a, is there going to be a grand championship how many titles are there going to be what's the plans there the there is going to be titles we uh ha are working on the belts they should be I don't know if they'll be displayed at the first show or not, but we definitely have titles coming. 
I believe it's the UWW championship and the Nevada state championship that we're going to, we're going to host. Eventually I could see us doing a tag team champion and, you know, but those two definitely will be the first two that we will have. I'm not sure when we're going to have those matches, but the belts are definitely getting worked on. So they are coming. Awesome. I'm excited to see what the plans are for how you're going to appoint the first ever champions of those belts as well. Yeah, me too. It'll be fun. A lot of, lot to think about. So, and this first show should be very telling to see, you know, how the girls perform and things like that, who, who should get a title shot and, and whatnot. So. And that's true. And I'm sure that the main event, uh, Maserati versus, um, just I believe. <laughs> I believe. Yep. Oh, gosh. We just talked You're about the Las Vegas guy. Time. You can't see past Maserati. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm an FSW guy too. <laughs> oh, that's where I train at. So I know who you're going to be rooting for. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just, you know, I already, have picked, I already picked my horse. I already picked who I'm backing. So, um, yeah, I'm sure whoever wins that match, <coughs> Maserati, uh, <laughs> would be a favorite to win, win one of those titles. Sure. No bias, no bias at all, right? No, no, I'm a, I'm biased reporter. That was just a <laughs> but the, I mean, it, that's what's so great because the roster is so diverse. There's everyone is going to have their favorite, their favorite girl that they're coming to see, that they're cheering, that they're going to get behind, you know. So, and and there's there's someone for everyone's personality, like so. There, there's going to be just as many Ivalice fans in there yelling back at you. Sure. I mean, she she's a big name, too, like on AEW for a while and a bunch of indie promotions. I don't know why I forgot about her, especially since we bought her up already a couple of times. <laughs> and she's been doing it much longer. I think it's 18 years she's been wrestling. So it's incredible. Yeah, she's she's been active for a while and impacts so many like promotions that she's appeared in. So that's going to be an awesome match. And it's full of full great matches and like when, when the roster is coming out, I'm like, yeah, I, I know almost all these names, at least heard of them, with the exception of Tapa, but, like, she looked really good. I looked her up. And, uh, yeah. It'll be awesome for sure. So now yeah. we'll move on to final question of the night. It's our question we ask all our all our guests. And it's a – it could be a two-parter depending on you how you answer part one. So part one is – What's your dream match all time? Any wrestler ever? Uh, no limitations. And also, it doesn't have to be one-on-one, but can it want? Um, you pick a venue too, event, whatever you want to do. There's no rules here. Just dream match, dream match. Oh, gosh. Um, so I will say, and this has happened, like, even when I was in high school, you know, like, you – grow up and then you're trying to look for a college and everyone sees you as like a professional when you go out of state because you're already from that state and so Las Vegas is an amazing place it's like the entertainment capital of the world but I'm already here and so I gotta pick somewhere else so Madison Square Garden like who doesn't want to perform there with all of that history and that's just amazing to be in New York City so I would say there for the venue um you know, people ask me this question all the time. And I think that I always say the same thing. And it's either one of two people, which is interesting, because they just had a match together at WrestleMania that I saw. But I would say either Charlotte, Charlotte Flair or Ronda Rousey, for different reasons. 
um, Charlotte Flair, we, we've got the DNA together. We have the athleticism. Um, I have the fighter background, but she is so athletic and, you know, I've seen her in the ring where things kind of went astray. She's, she's not, um, a stranger to throwing punches. So I think that would be an interesting match. And then Ronda Rousey, just because, you know, she has the judo background. I have the jujitsu background. Um, I'm no stranger to arm bars and I know that's her thing. So that would also be a super interesting match. And I, either of those would be amazing. And I think those right now would be my my dream ones if I if I had to pick right now. Okay, that those are those are good choices. And usually our part two is uh, just current only, but I'll flip it. Now it's just only retired. You can only pick a retired wrestler. Retired. Oh my gosh. Um hmm. That's gonna be a harder one. I would say when I was watching wrestling before I would see how dominant China was. And I know that that's not possible, but I mean, she was so dominant in the ring that to be, to be, to have been matched up with her or, you know, Sable back in her heyday, like that would have been my dream match back then. That's a good one. I was, I was a big China fan. So like (laughs) that would be a dream match for sure. Yeah. Well, Jenny, um, you know, with, with that, uh, we, are, we are at the end of our interview here, and we want to say thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Um, so with the last few minutes of our show, we like to let our guests plug and promote anything they have going on, you know, be it any events they have coming up, obviously with UWW, you guys have your event coming later in May, um, as well as their social medias, any merch, whatever they have. So uh, with that, the floor is yours. Yeah, so ultimatewomenwrestling.com. The Instagram page is UWWFed. And then my own, uh, we also have Twitter, so it's UWWFed as well. And then my personal stuff, I have Twitter, which if you've seen any other interviews is a work in progress, but it's still there. Um, It's Jenny underscore Santana underscore. My Instagram, which I'm much more active on, is also Jenny underscore Santana underscore. For me, I actually just started... Uh, this is, I think the third year I've tried, I've been in the muscle and fitness competition. So I, I didn't post it yet, but I will post it soon. There's a link. If you have a Facebook, you have to have a Facebook account to vote for me through Facebook. You can get like a free daily vote a day. So I guess check out my page. There'll be a link soon. If you want to vote for me, that'd be great. Um, and then just for sure, like, like, and follow our, our page for UWW, follow me. That would be awesome. I love all the support that I've been given so far. So I can't thank the fans enough. I'm also opening a company with a few partners in Vegas in June or July, probably July till it gets uh, off the ground because we have some renovations, but it's going to focus on regenerative, regenerative medicine and it's going to be called BioRestore. So if you want to follow BioRestore also for Instagram and get information if you're in the Las Vegas area, if you need like stem cells, uh, uh, hormone replacement, vitamin IVs, all that kind of stuff. So check us out. We are going to be open for business in the summer and we'd love to see you there. Sounds great. You are one busy woman. I got to say that. (laughs) You got to stay busy or you can go crazy. (laughs) I I completely agree. (laughs) All right, Jenny. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. That was a fun interview. Really 
awesome to learn more about the promotion and learn more about Jenny as well. And, uh, this this card really is stacked. Like Zeta, former guest on the card. You got Evelise, you got Maserati, you have the Renegade Twins, you got just a stack card. Uh, Ashley Denboys, just so many people. And it's going to be a fun show. So if you're in the Vegas area or maybe you're coming for double nothing, you're coming a week earlier. Whatever the case, or maybe just in Vegas, because a lot of people like to come to Vegas. I don't know if you know, Bill, but Vegas is a popular tourist destination. So, uh, and the strip gets pretty busy. So, so, you know, if you're looking something to do, uh, buy your tickets, buy them now. They'll probably be, they just got went on sale last week. So they're gonna, they're gonna you know, fly fast. I think. And, um, it's gonna be in a great venue, it's Hera, as we talked. So get those tickets. And look out for future shows too if you can't make this one. But you know, you can if there's a possibility you make this one, definitely try to because you know it's the first initial show of a promotion. I think it's gonna be very successful. I completely agree. I wish there was some way that I in Massachusetts could watch and stream this event, which I'm sure is probably gonna come in due time. I feel like that the ideas that they have for this promotion, both Jenny and her team are all going to make it a great thing. We do need more women's wrestling in this world. We do need some great, more great women's wrestling in this world as well. And I think that uh, promotions and federations like UWW are absolutely the right step. And I cannot wait to see what the future holds for them. Yeah, it seems like uh, all women's promotions are really starting to gain ground with a wow, like last year, like being launched. Now it's UWW, hopefully the trend continues. And I'm hoping that we get some East Coast there exclusive which well we do we have women's wrestling revolution yeah i was gonna say we got wrr but, uh, you know uh, maybe other parts of the east coast <laughs> in the midwest because uh, i can't think of any in the midwest Not i that. can't think of any wrestling in the midwest i feel like we've talked to plenty i guess from the midwest where they're like yeah there's either there you're either the best out there or there's just nothing out there well there is one major promotion i and that's wrestling revolver but like that's what it is <laughs> If you're from the Midwest and you want to tell us about some great wrestling in the Midwest, because we're just clearly uneducated, you know, we're only representing the coasts right now. So, yeah, if you, uh, uh, that's, that's not wrestling revolver West now, because I mean, that's run by Sam Cowan and our boy JT Dunn is the champ. So that, but that's the only one I know. My boy JT Dunn, because, you know, you I, don't, I don't think even him are boys, but. But Juice, if people want to tell us about some Midwest wrestling promotions or just tell you that, you know, you are wrong about your opinion on JT Dunn, uh, where can they do that on social media? Uh, They can go to Twitter, which is capital T, capital O, capital T, capital C, underscore, capital P, lowercase O, lowercase B. Or you can go to, well, not or, do both. Go to Instagram, T-O-T-C, underscore, P. Oh, D. And those are our social medias. So uh, stay in touch, follow us, like our stuff, interact, and all dissolve it. Yes. And as we come crashing down to the map on this episode of Top of the Cage, we want to thank you all so much for tuning in. And if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that means you can give us a five-star review. And if you specifically you that person not giving us that five-star review do not give us that five-star review you will not get five-star content and that is just a fact 
And again, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. And we hope to catch you next time.